Welcome to the Storycraft Cafe. Come in, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, and get ready to join the storytelling conversation. Storycraft Cafe is brought to you by Dabble, the ultimate cloud-based fiction writing software. Here we're going to bring together storytellers from all walks to encourage and empower you to craft your best story. October is finally here, and in the writing community, we refer to the month before NaNoWriMo, or National Novel Writing Month, as Preptober. And to celebrate Preptober in the Storycraft Cafe, we are going to do a series of live shows where me and a group of other folks from the cafe are going to be joining in to look at how to prepare your writing software and to get ready for NaNoWriMo or to get ready to write a novel. You know, it doesn't have to be October when you decide to prepare to get ready to write a novel. We're going to go over things that will help anytime that the muse strikes or you just decide that you have a great idea that you want to pursue and get that story inside of you out onto words on the screen. So starting Wednesday, October the 4th, we are going to start our Preptober writing challenge in the Storycraft Cafe. Go to storycraft.cafe and you can join in while we do this live stream. We'll also be releasing these on our podcast channel. But if you want to join in live as we do it on YouTube, find the link at storycraft.cafe and come join us. Jump in and join all the shenanigans going on and share ideas with us. I can show you how to set up Dabble so that you can get started, but it's always fun when you have other people to bounce ideas off of and to, you know, let the creativity flow. Storycraft.cafe. Come join us, won't you? Now on to our show. Live here in the Storycraft Cafe, I am your host, Hank Garner. Today, I am super excited to have Carly Walker on the show with me. She has a brand new book, and today is release day for The Takedown. And what a fun book this is, Carly. It's um, it's uh, it's a bit of a holiday book, but... Um, it is a holiday book, but it doesn't. Um, it's so much more than that. I, I kept trying to to kind of pin down how I would classify this book. Um, it's kind of a rom com, and it's kind of a holiday book. And there's some some mystery elements to it, and there's a lot of levity, uh, not slapstick comedy per se but there's a lot of fun to this book and which bucket would I put this book in I don't know but um, I love it no matter what it is so anyway the takedown today is release day for it it's available everywhere Carly welcome to the show Thank you so much for having me. And I, I think exactly what you said is right. I'm getting a lot of early reviewers saying that if you think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then the takedown is for you. Or if you think that the movie right. with Keanu Reeves is actually a romance, then the takedown is for you. So I, I 
I just took all of the genres that I love and just decided to mash them all together and see what happens. And I love Christmas. I love spy stories. I love romance. Um, and I thought, well, what happened if I just sprinkled everything in and um, the result is. Yeah. If you just, just put it all in, you know, and it absolutely works. Um, I love to start with a fun question just to kind of uh, break the ice and to kind of set the tone for the show. And one question that I love asking people is, what is your first memory of wanting to be a writer or storyteller? Oh, gosh. So I went to a Montessori school and it was really, really great for things like they encouraged our passions. And I was able to just sit down and we had journaling every day and they just allowed us create and just write whatever we wanted to write. And those were some of my first memories of just sitting in my, you know, first grade classroom in my beanbag chair and with my little composition notebook. And, and I used to write about my animals a lot. So although this is my debut adult novel, um, I've written many novels uh, for children and they were all about animals. So I used to write about animals all the time of like what my dog was doing. And so I think the first book I ever wrote was about my dog, Sally, catching bees um, and how painful that was. So not really a great narrative there uh, or like a moral lesson, but uh, I really enjoyed that. And your your work as a children's author slash middle grade slash YA author, you uh, published under Carly Sarosiak. Is that right? Yes. So I wanted to make sure that I had this division between my adult books and my books for kids, um, because there are some spicier scenes in the takedown. And, um, you know, as a soon to be mother myself, I was thinking I wouldn't really want my child like transitioning from a picture book to (laughs) something that a little bit spicier. So uh, it was very clear. And it also gave me an opportunity to just do some some different things. As I said, I mostly write about animals in um, my middle grade and and picture books. And this is very different, although there is a dog in it in the takedown. There I had is. to incorporate that. Her name is Sweetie Pie. And she's a very, very good girl. Um, and you have to have a dog in a Christmas book. So it's nothing. Of course you do. That's 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 one of the, the tropes that you have to tick off you know when you're going through your list you know it's got to be a dog um how did you get start right get started writing children's books um it was was being an author always your career path or uh you know most people there's kind of a circuitous route that they go to you know to find writing Oh, I, I took the long road. Um, so I started <laughs> That's off. That's the fun road, usually. Yes. I started off in a major called Peace, War, and Defense um, at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And I wanted to be an analyst or a case officer for the CIA. And when that recruitment process actually started happening, I thought to myself, hmm, maybe I don't actually want to do this. It seems kind of scary and I have anxiety. Uh, maybe I should be a children's author instead. <laughs> I did a very hard U-turn uh, into a completely different direction, but that was my original goal. Um, either that or being like a conflict negotiator or something to do with, with defense strategies. So I still have a lot of friends who went that route and, and I went the other way. And when I got to graduate school, um, it was for English and American studies. And I was able to get an internship at a really lovely London publisher called Faber and Faber in the children's department. And it just 
really inspired me to write that first YA book and to get that out there. And I just had an opportunity to work with a lot of amazing authors. And it's just such a fun space to be in, much like the rom-com space. Rom-coms are, it's got that similar joyous vibe. Yeah. And, and, a, and a great community has kind of grown up around publishing and and uh, everyone involved in the process. It's uh, it, it's really interesting to see these communities that, that grow up around certain genres and, you know, everywhere from the the agents to the publicist, you know, kind of and everyone in between in the process. Um, you know, people yeah. that love books are, are, uh, fascinating people for sure. Absolutely. And the book talk community and the bookstagram community oh, yeah. and just the passion that comes from these readers. I mean, I'm super appreciative whenever anyone even reads my book, but you know, po- posting about it on top of that. And they have these beautiful pictures and these beautiful reels. And I'm just, you know, I did one reel today where I was dancing and I just felt so awkward about it. And they, they can just they can just do that. So um, right, them. Right, exactly. Um, I I uh, I had no idea about your uh, history with the CIA and that little nugget of information that you brought up a minute ago makes so much sense now uh, after reading the takedown because that's that's a bit of a subplot uh, in the takedown. Um, so. How did well? Well, first off, I have so many questions I want to ask you uh, because you've got this great Substack that you started, and you've got uh, about three articles up so far. Uh, but one of them, you talked about the process um, of going from writing your children's uh, novels to now publishing this uh, more adult uh, rom-com and kind of the, the process that you went through of finding your, uh, your writing voice, uh, if you will, and some things that you used to expand your palette. Uh, one of those was Jessica Brody's book. Um, what was it that... Um, because you talked about uh, the transformation that your writing uh, took when when doing that. How would you describe your natural um, kind of uh, your your natural gift of writing versus where you are now with the way that you have honed your craft and added yeah. to your toolkit and and expanded your God given talent, if you will? Thank you. Well, I started out with just vibes, just like atmosphere and just yeah. the feeling of the book. And it turns out when you start writing and you're just doing vibes, the plot suffers because there, there isn't one. And it took me till actually my middle grade books when I picked up um, Jessica Brody's Um, Save the Cat Rights novel and then really, really dove into it for the takedown of actually thinking about to like even percentage points of like a 25% in the novel that happens. This is the midpoint. And I think that the midpoint in the novel where the midpoint twist actually happened within like 15 words of the word tracker. Um, and it just, it makes it so much punchier and it makes things make sense and it makes the editing easier. And I think that there's this stigma. Um, and I think that she even calls it like the F word, which is formula uh, that we don't right. really to <laughs> 
confine ourselves into this space. Yeah. But actually, I found that once I, I started relying on that formula, which is just the basis of all good stories. I mean, like Joseph Campbell, The Hero's Journey, every story is kind of has these, right? And if we are relying on them, it actually gives us a lot more room for creativity and a lot more space to play because I don't have to use that part of my brain thinking like, oh gosh, what comes next again? I know what comes next. It's supposed to be the bad guys are closing in or it's supposed to be the dark night of the soul or, um, and it's just, it's really opened up this window for me and people like my books a lot better because they have plot to them. So yes, plot, plot is helpful. Plot, although I do, I think I still, it's, the vibes, but having a plot too. You can have both. It's not either or. You you can you can have a structure and bring all of the things that you love about a story to it. I, I, that's something that new writers, uh, especially, I think, struggle with is the you know we think it's some uh, mystical art form, and you either have the gift or you don't. And you know it's you, you know there we love to to. Draw dramatize, you know, the, the writing process and, you know, it's writer's tears and, you know, all, all of this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like a, a carpenter who, you know, builds really elaborate furniture, um, you have to practice. And if you understand, you know, math and, and things like that, that, you know, behind your craft, it just makes you that much more of a creative person. It, it doesn't detract from it. That's, I think that's a, a hurdle that a lot of new writers really struggle yeah. with climbing over is the, the thinking that I'm going to sacrifice my art. Um, you know, if I, if I learn some mechanics, Right. And, and you really do not have to reinvent the wheel here. Um, yeah. Again, I think just like starting with the epic of Gilgamesh, like it's all pretty much the same, but different, you know, different, different uh, like stuffing in between yeah. those and in those beats. And one thing you just said, where, you know, with the writer's tears, um, which is something I was going to talk about with the takedown is this has been the most joyous experience I've ever had writing a book. And it has been so far my most successful experience, just based on the way it sold and the auction. And, and that was really eye opening to me as well, that you didn't have to suffer when you were yeah. writing. You actually have on Christmas music and Christmas lights in the background and just be laughing throughout the process and enjoy yourself. And that was not something that I had um, experienced in the same way with any of yeah. my other books, but are still, you know, like funny books, but I really struggled through them and the takedown, it was written so quickly and I just had a lot of fun. So, and I think that that also transfers, transfers into it, but yeah, so formula fun <laughs> equals fun plotty book yeah and, and it does translate to the page because that that joy that you're experiencing in the writing definitely you know seeps through your fingers or you know whatever it is when you're holding it but it it definitely transfers to the reader for sure um was was the takedown the first adult novel that that you had written or had you tried this process before and it was just painful I tried to write an adult novel before graduate school and okay. looking back at that book, oh my gosh, was it bad. It was some sort of dystopian 
thing like set in Oxford and again the plot was not there and I didn't really know where I was going with it I just you know kind of like the title and I liked again the atmosphere the setting um but this was my first I would say actual attempt at it yeah. where I knew that when I I told myself so I'm 33 now I told myself that when I hit 30 that I was gonna really try to start writing an adult book because I was like a proper adult <laughs> now when I was in my late 20s I was still I felt like an adult, but not like fully an adult. But now that right. I was fully, I was going to write an adult novel. And um, sorry, pregnancy brain. I don't remember the beginning of this question. Uh, I'm very pregnant. But, yeah, I was just asking about. Uh, was this the first <laughs> adult book that you had tried? But so you, yes. then, I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I. I I love to read all sorts of genres and um, I, I love fantasy. I love the Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, I've got collector's editions, um, but I can't write fantasy and I've tried over and over again. And it's just not, it's just not where I land. Uh, you know, I write more lighthearted, you know, more like cozy mystery. Um, and that that's, and, and I love that genre as well, but that's what I, that's what I really gravitate toward. And I think finding your writer voice, uh, is crucial, uh, because you can love to read all sorts of genres, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be the best at writing that, you know? Yeah. So was there a, uh, a journey toward finding your ideal writing, uh, voice, your, your, your place in the, where you fit in, in the, the, the scope of genre? Yeah, I think that for me across all of my books, that humor has been the connector. And I didn't really yeah. realize that I was funny until people started telling me that I was funny. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm funny. And so every single book that, I, that I've written really has this basis in in humor. Um, and I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, I, I'd always wanted to write a fantasy novel because I love reading fantasy books and those are the books that I yeah. grew up with as so actually I pitched one for like a middle grade book and, and they bought it on a synopsis and then it took me three and a half years to write it because it turns out it's fantasy is really hard um, it is very hard yeah yes. And with the takedown, um, the thing I found, I've, I found the, the relationships between the characters quite easy, the like almost slapstick humor that you were talking about. Um, in the original draft of the takedown, my agents came back to me and said, you know, there's this crime element, but basically you've, you've just made the bad guys bad because they're bad and they have a bad vibe. Right. Like what have they done? <laughs> What's their crime? <laughs> so that, that didn't really come naturally to me. So that, that had to be teased out but I think that in all genres you really it's just about practice you know if I had to write a second fantasy novel now I think I'd be much better at it because yeah. I had three years of drafting in the same with you know adult book too um, which I just turned in for the drafting process I feel like the crime element of it is a lot stronger than my first draft of the takedown and and especially when you get into publishing and you have have just so much help like it really takes a village with I have an agent on either side of the pond because I moved from London so my main agent is in London and I have a second agent in New York um both of them read the books I have two editors who also do the same thing and and by the end of it you have this thing that you never could have created by yourself <laughs> and the same with right. beta readers 
and all of your writer friends and finding that community that's really going to help you, um, especially when you want to start exploring new genres. Yeah. Speaking of character motivation, um, you know, bad guys that are bad for other reasons than just twirling mustaches. Um, right. You know, right. you can make them mustaching, mustache twirling, you know, evil villains. But, you know, just because you give them a mustache doesn't make them evil. Um, what do, are, are there exercises that you do or ways that you kind of explore characters to find their motivation or to kind of, you know, figure out what would what would drive a person to, um, you know, want to join the CIA or what would drive a person to want to commit this crime? Are there have you developed things that to help discover those characters? Yeah, I do a lot of journaling. Um, and I also think about a lot of characters that I've seen in movies and TV shows that are more than this one dimensional mustache poorly character. And again, this is yeah. something that my agent with of like, so Johnny in um, the takedown is he's a little bit mustache twirling, but in like a frat boy, like waspy yeah. way. Um, but still he has this, you know, really intense, like family familial obligation. And um, my agent Claire had recommended that I just watch some clips of the Sopranos and really give that kind of vibe of, a big family and what it means right. to have that family obligation and how you can get kind of wrapped up and stuck into that. Um, and you again, no spoilers, but you, you kind of don't really know if Johnny's like a bad person. You don't know if Nick's a bad person. And even the term bad person isn't like, no one's really, well, I guess they're right. bad people. but you know, it's, <laughs> it's more shades of gray than yeah. that. Um, it's, it's bad person versus a person who does bad things. And, and in that you can find motivation. You can, you know, and, and maybe he's just a spoiled brat and doesn't yeah. understand consequences. I mean, that is a motivation, uh, yep. you know, yep. but yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of explore where these people come from and why yeah. they do the things they do. And I, th I think depending on the genre, too, you can go much, much deeper because this is a rom-com. He was right. not going to be like super people. <laughs> He's going to be like <laughs> like a Ralph Lauren catalog yeah. sort of way. <laughs> One but, billion dollars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, talk to me about Sydney Swift uh, and. Uh, one question I have, how much Taylor Swift were you listening to when you wrote this character? I was listening to a lot of Taylor Swift and I, I kept waiting for someone to be like, you can't call her Sydney Swift. Just like, you can't do this. And then no one did throughout the entire process. So now that's in the book and there's some Taylor Swift references and I loved the song Tis the Damn Season and all of her like Christmassy songs. So um, Sydney is in some ways my alter ego. Um, I always put a little bit of myself in my characters, even if they're like a golden retriever. Um, and Sydney is kind of who I thought I might have become if I had stuck with the Peace War and Defense route and I'd stuck with the CIA route and um, really just leaned into like intelligence operations. Um, and how my life might have how my life might have gone. So obviously, maybe not with the donkey costume and the crime lord and the sister and and all of that, but just trying to negotiate family and romantic relationships and how difficult that is as someone who keeps secrets for a living. 
Gotcha. Um, when you discovered um, the the process that that kind of unlocked writing for you, um, did well, what comes first for you? I'm, I'm the thing that that I'm fascinated with the most is the moment of creation. You know, people ask all the time, "Where do you get ideas from?" and I hate that question because ideas are everywhere. Um, but what I do find fascinating is that um, either you're watching a news article and you start playing the what if game, or maybe you're just minding your own business and a character walks onto the stage of your mind and you're like, well, who are you and what are you up to? And, you know, and then the, the wheels start turning. Um, so at, at some point, um, the takedown did not exist whatsoever. And then one of these moments happened, something happened and then it did exist. And you, as the writer, your job then was to dig this thing up and excavate it and dust it off and edit it. And then it became the book that it is now. So what was that first moment of creation for you? This is a long story. So I'm going to try to get I'm here for it. without too many details. But um, as I said, when I turned um, 30 years old, I really just wanted to write an adult novel. And I was a professor at the time and I just wasn't, it was during COVID time. And like, I just wasn't satisfied with teaching. And I told myself, you know what, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm just going to write this book. Except I didn't have any ideas. And around Christmas time, I started to panic. Um, And I had read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, where she talked about the ideas are just like floating entities in the universe. And all you have to do is just request an idea and an idea will come to you. And I just thought that is some woo-woo hippie nonsense, (laughs) but I'm going to try it (laughs) and I want to try it earnestly. And so I was driving in my car. And I was on the way to CrossFit because I'm like a huge CrossFitter. I love like stories about strong women and lifting and everything. And I was thinking about that. And, and I just said, universe, I'm ready. Like whatever story you want to give me right now in whatever genre, I swear to you, I will write it. And I didn't have any kind of genre requirements. It was like, whatever you give me, I promise I will write it. It was three minutes later that the entire narrative for the takedown down just dropped in my head i had the full scene full first scene of you know calla johnny nick sydney at the at the at the dining table christmas eve that whole first scene the premise all the characters main setting i'm getting chills like it just it really just dropped in my lap and my first thought was like oh god not that (laughs) like that's way too complicated (laughs) there are way too many genres in that but i had promised whoever or whatever that I was going to yeah. write this book. And I did. I did. And that's wow. the story of the team. Yeah. It, that has never happened must stay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Um, but if you were out there and you want to give it a try, just earnestly request from the universe that a story be dropped in your lap and, and see what happens. So. Wow. Wow. So yeah. did you then start sketching out, you know, 
what you I had did. seen. I did. I road. Um, I immediately emailed my agent. I said, "How do you feel about Christmas books?" And she and I said, <laughs> and then I sent her a follow up email saying, "I hope you really like Christmas books because I have one." Um, and she sent back like 15 minutes later, "I love Christmas books." You know, send me a pitch, and I sent her a pitch in January um, when I had all of the you know, first pages complete. And um, we sent those out to us agents because she wanted to get a us agent on board as well. Just right at the beginning for that kind of story development. And then the rest just history. Yeah. So right away, right away. So would this have been last year? Um, this Last was January. Oh date. So it would have been, I think it would have been two years ago, two January's ago. Okay. Um, gotcha. Because it took a little while through the okay. submission process. And then, um, although it was, it was purchased pretty quickly, but we had to do the edits and all that. So yeah. I did a few rounds with my agent um, before we went out on submission just to make sure it was as polished as possible. And that was something that I've also um, never really gone through before because usually I sell a book on just a synopsis um, instead of writing the full thing. Um, it was exciting. Well, I know um, most nonfiction books are sold that way with a synopsis uh, and you you sell the idea uh, more or less. And, and and it's it's definitely more than just an idea. There's a lot of work that goes into a, a fleshing out a whole synopsis and all that. Are children's books similar to that? Uh, I, I so- wasn't aware that it was. With with the children's books, I've been working for a while with a really wonderful publisher in the UK called Nosy Crow um, that just seems to trust that I know how to write books <laughs> and, and, and it does well. So I, I've just been selling books to them. And once I had my first one, um, they were just buying it based on a synopsis after that. So gotcha. And yeah. and so when you when you told your agent, I have this idea for a Christmas book, um, what did what did you guys do to to gauge the interest before um, because, you know, when you're writing fiction, a lot of times you write an entire novel and you invest, you know, the better part of a year, a lot of times into this book, not knowing if anyone cares, you know, about it, you do all the work up front. Um, Is that the way this book came about or did, did your agent have a way to kind of gauge interest before you did all this work? How did that happen for you? So Claire is wonderfully, she, she has her finger really on the pulse of the industry and what editors are looking for. And the same with um, Pete Knapp, um, my agent in New York. And I think that we talked about comp titles. Um, so comparison titles of what would this book be like and what did it feel like? And it felt a little bit like Miss Congeniality meets like a more, you know, kind of sexier rom-com um, and we knew we were pretty certain that people were going to like that based on what was selling in what book talk was, was interested in. So it wasn't like we went out to publishers and said, would you be interested in this book? It was more of uh, just this general sense that this is what's selling in the market right now. And they use um, tools like um, Bookscan um, to see how, you know, how many books are being purchased and, and, and what categories and genres. So I was pretty confident and she was pretty confident that um it was gonna land somewhere somewhere so so not only 
um, working on your story structure skills, but understanding the market as well. Um, you know, just, just to know if I write this book, is there any interest at all with readers? You that yeah. that is, uh, you know, that that's another, you know, kind of pulling the curtain back on, on being a professional writer is, you know, it, it doesn't sound all woo woo and, and, and sexy and, you know, all of the, 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 the artsy, you know, that it, it's an industry and we need to know if someone's going to be there to buy it if we produce it. Yeah. yeah. I think also, you know, it's half that, but also if you are creating a book and you are just so passionate about it and it really yeah. makes you smile and makes your heart beat faster, there is someone out there who is also going to have that same reaction. So the amount right. of effort and love that you're pouring into a book is going to be reflected back to you and your readers. So I, I never like to say, you know, make sure you look at the market and what's selling. I mean, obviously don't write like a 200 thousand word middle grade book <laughs> but, right. but at the same time you, yeah. you know don't don't pigeonhole yourself into okay well this is selling because if i had done that i i wouldn't have written like a female spy christmas book because you know there was no right. for that and i think that that's something that publishers also really were attracted to as i said i've never had as much initial interest in a book um that i had during this submission i think it went to an eight house auction in the U S um, and a five house auction in the UK, which I'd never even had so like wild. interested in my work before. Um, and I think that was because it was a mix of so many different genres and it was something that was like a little bit more unique in the rom-com space. Yeah. And the rom-com space is already doing so much. Like there's already, it's, it's a great space to be in. Um, yeah. So the mix of the two, keeping your eye on the market, but not letting the market dictate exactly what you want to do, letting your passion. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask you this, Carly. Um, is this the last time that we'll see Sydney Swift and company or, um, you know, if people <laughs> love this book, can there be more? There would have, I mean, I'm very open to writing more. Um, I think we're just going to see how the first one does. I just submitted yeah. a second book, which is another standalone. There is one character who does reappear, um, and that's Gail, who is the <laughs> kind of FBI boss. Um, she recruits like another person for another mission, but it's very, very different than the takedown. Um, it's actually more of a summer book, and it's in Italy and has some assassins in it. <laughs> So we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I never say never. And I, again, really loved writing these characters. Um, and that was, that was a, a discussion that we had up front of, should it be Kella's story next? Who's the sister in the takedown? And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see how it goes. Maybe. I love it. I love it. Well, the takedown is available everywhere today and you can go visit your local bookstore and pick it up or we'll put links to it uh, in the, to the Amazon page. If you don't have a great local bookstore to, to visit, uh, it is October 3rd today. So it is available everywhere. Go grab it. Uh, Carly, if people are just, you know, discovering you and they they buy the book and they love it and they want to follow along with news coming up, where's the best place for people to find you online to to uh, yeah. keep in touch? 
So I'm pretty active on Instagram at Carly Walker author and also carlywalker.com, but I'm not a tech person. So that'll just be yeah. the same, but yeah, there's a contact form so you can contact me yeah. and I'll contact you. And, and you're blogging over at the, at Substack now. So we'll, yes. we'll drop that in as well to make it easy for folks to find you. Uh, Carly, it's been so much fun chatting. Uh, we're going to send everyone to pick up their copy of the takedown. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. This was lovely. That's our episode for today. There's so much more to come as we talk to authors about the craft of writing, but also the business of publishing. Be sure to subscribe to the StoryCraft Cafe podcast in your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. The StoryCraft Cafe is made possible by Dabble. Writing a book is challenging. Your writing tool should not be. Dabble is an easy-to-use online writing tool packed with helpful features that allow beginning novelists and published authors to create amazing stories. Visit us at dabblewriter.com and start your free trial today. Thanks for listening.